Hello there. You're welcome to the Read Podcast. This season, we'll be reading from the book Love the Way to Victory by Kenneth He Agin. I do pray that you learn as you enjoy this podcast. Remember that the blessing is in the application of the word. Come on, let's get into it. Page 100, Chapter 4 The God kind of love forgives and forgets. How can we forgive like God forgives? Well, the Bible says that God is love. And the same kind of love that God has has been shed abroad in our hearts or our spirits in our inner man by the Holy Spirit. What kind of love is it? Is it natural human love? No, it is divine love. It is a God kind of love. And the one characteristic of the God kind of love is that it forgives. Let's look in the word and see how God forgives. One thing about divine love, when God forgives, he forgets. Once we repent and ask God for forgiveness, he blots out our transgressions and doesn't remember our sins anymore. Isaiah 43 verse 25 I, even I, am he that blots out thy transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember thy sins. Under the new covenant, God again tells us how he forgives. Hebrews 8 verse 12 For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. How does God forgive? This scripture tells us that once we ask forgiveness, God doesn't remember our sins anymore. No more. This verse doesn't say, I am going to hold everything you've done against you and I am going to remind you of your sins every time I think of them. Can you imagine that? If every time we prayed, God reminded us of everything we've ever done in the past, we wouldn't have any faith, would we? We would constantly be feeling guilty about our past. We wouldn't come boldly before him and expect to receive anything from him because we would constantly be feeling condemned. Aren't you glad God forgives and forgets? Thank God this verse said that when we ask forgiveness, God will remember our sins no more. The Bible says he is faithful and just to forgive us. You can find this in 1 John 1 verse 9. Sometimes husbands and wives can get prone to remind each other of their past mistakes every time something happens. There's no way they can develop a good relationship if they keep doing that. Not only that, but constantly reminding each other of past mistakes and failures will burn their prayer lives and it will make their faith inoperative. 1 Peter 3 verse 7. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. This verse is telling us what hinders prayer. God wants us to have unhindered prayers. If husbands and wives hold unforgiveness and ill will against each other, it can affect their health and their prayer lives will be hindered. Their faith won't work. Husbands and wives need to forgive like God forgives. They should be able to say to one another, Honey, 
I forgive you. I was wrong. I was short with you. Unforgiveness and ill will is going to affect your prayer life. Love and forgiveness and faith all work together. In fact, you can't separate one from the other. You want your prayers to be unhindered, don't you? Then walk in love and forgiveness because according to this verse, you can hinder your own prayers. Learn to forgive and forget like God does. I was holding a meeting for a certain minister in the 30s and then later I preached for his brother too. Both of them were full gospel church pastors. The older brother had much better personality than the younger one and he was just a better preacher in every respect. Actually, he could just preach circles around the younger brother. Even though the younger brother didn't have near the personality of the older brother and he wasn't as good a preacher, he always pastored a good church and drove a new automobile even in depression days. In fact, he had a much larger church than the older brother. The older brother never was very successful in the ministry even though he had better personality and was a better preacher. Someone said to me, I've got to find out why the older brother never was very successful pastoring. Before he got saved, he was always meaner than the other brother. He was wicked, so now he's just paying for his sins. God is punishing him. I said to him, how could God punish him when the Lord doesn't even remember that the man did anything wrong? How in the world is God going to punish you for something he doesn't even remember you did? God washes away and forgets your past when you are born again. You become a new creature. I found out why one of them was a success in the ministry and the other wasn't. The older brother with the better personality had all the abilities alright. He had tremendous speaking abilities and he could preach circles around his younger brother, but never studied. My wife and I stayed at the parsonage with the older brother and he was always talking to people and telling jokes. They weren't bad jokes, but it's just that telling jokes took up all his time. Then once he got up in the pulpit, he didn't have anything to talk about but jokes. Once in a while, he got down to business and really preached. But the other fellow was constantly studying. I know because I held the meeting for him. I mean, he'd be in the study every day for several hours just poring over the Bible and his books. You never did see him because he was busy studying. And then at other times I stopped by to visit him. And he was always in a study with his Bible and his books just studying. That's why he climbed to the top in the ministry. It wasn't a matter of one of them being punished for his past because when God forgives, he forgets. And that is the way he wants you and me to forgive too. If you walk in the God kind of love, that is the way you will forgive too because love and forgiveness go hand in hand. God looks on the heart. I was holding a meeting in a certain church and it just seems like we were struggling in the service. We'll be going for about a week and a half and it seemed like nothing was happening. But one night, 
the Holy Ghost moved in a remarkable way. There was a person in the congregation whom the Holy Ghost used in the gift of the spirits in a dynamic and supernatural way. And as a result, very outstanding things happened. As I stood there on the platform, I said to myself, this is the turning point of these meetings. And it was, as the meeting just changed all the rest of the service, that it was marvelous. But I went home and I couldn't go to sleep and I'll tell you why I couldn't sleep. A day or two before this meeting, I'd been driving down a street in this large city and I saw a person who had been marvelously used in the meeting. I saw him walking down the street and I saw him going into a certain place that was just a dark drive. That night, I couldn't sleep. I kept seeing that man going to that place and that just kept working the back of my mind. Finally, I couldn't get it off my mind. So about 12.30 in the midnight, I just sat bolt upright in the bed and said, All right, Lord, all right. Let's just have it out. Now, how come you use that fellow? I saw that fellow go into that dark drive. How could you use him? I continued. You know that there are some holy saints of God in that church who have been living right for 50 to 60 years. Why couldn't you have used them instead? Just like someone was standing in a room, the Lord answered, Well, you see, you go by sight. You saw that fellow go into that place, all right. But then you went down the street. And what you didn't see was that he got inside that place and suddenly came to himself and said, What in the world am I doing here? Dear God, forgive me. And he turned around and walked out of there. Then the Lord said, besides that, he asked me to forgive him. So I didn't even remember that he had ever done anything wrong. Therefore, I could use him just as much as I could use a person who had been living upright for 60 years. That taught me something. When God forgives, he forgets. God said, I, even I am he that blotted out transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember thy sins. You can find this in Isaiah 43 verse 25. So if God can forget about your mistakes and past, you need to forget about them too. Then you need to forgive and forget about other people's past mistakes too. Forgive people just like God forgives you so you can stay in the love walk. Let the love of God dominate you then you can claim the victory in every area of your life. You see, if you really love people and forgive them, you will not keep reminding them of their past mistakes, sins, and failures. You will not keep reminding them about the way they hurt you, let you down, or offended you. Now, the devil may bring a picture to your mind of something that had happened between you and the other person. But you don't have to entertain the devil's thoughts. If you were in the wrong and you've repented and confessed it to God, God has forgiven you. If the devil brings a picture reminding you of what someone else did to you, just laugh at Satan and say, Devil, that happened alright. But that's just a picture of what happened because I've forgiven that person. As far as I'm concerned, that doesn't exist anymore then go on your way and walk in forgiveness knowing that the lord has forgiven you forgiveness 
under the new covenant. Under the new covenant, how are we to forgive? As people forgive us? No, we forgive like Ephesians 4.32 says, Be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. We forgive as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven us. We forgive even as God forgives. In other words, we forgive whether people forgive us or not. How does God forgive us? Well, God is love. God said, I will not remember your iniquities. You can find this in Hebrews 10 verse 17. Therefore, love says, I will not remember your iniquities. If God forgives us and does not remember our iniquities because he loves us, then we need to forgive one another and not remember their sins either. Forgiveness is a part of walking in love in the new covenant law of love. So people say, well, I just can't forgive. But that doesn't line up with the scriptures because if you were born again, the God kind of love has been shed abroad in your heart. Other people say, well, I can't forgive the way God does because I'm not God. Of course you're not God. But you see, God forgives because he is love. You can find this in 1 John 4 verse 8. And the same kind of love that God is dwells in you. Therefore, you can forgive with his love, just as he does. Because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, that means that God even furnishes the love for you and me to forgive with. But too many believers make the same mistake by going by their head instead of their heart. Aren't you glad God said, I will not remember your iniquities? In another scripture, he said, he will cast all our sins into the depth of the sea. You can find this in Micah 7 verse 19. Isn't that wonderful? If you've repented and asked God for forgiveness, God doesn't remember that you or I ever did anything wrong. You ask, how can he do that? Because the Bible says that love covers or blots out a multitude of sin. You can find this in 1 Peter 4 verse 8. So, divine love not only forgives, it forgets. That's the way God wants us to forgive too. And we can forgive and forget because God has already furnished his love in our hearts so we can forgive. Therefore, There's no excuse for failure in our ability to forgive. Forgiveness doesn't hold on to grudges. If you say you have forgiven someone, but you hold on to grudges in your heart, then you haven't really forgiven at all. Colossians 3 verse 13 says, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. In 1939, my wife and I went to pastor a church in North Texas. The first week we were there, one of the women in the church came to visit us. We talked for a while and then she said, Brother Hagen, I want to tell you something about sister so and so. 
how she treated me. Then she began to go on and on, telling us how that sister had mistreated her. I thought to myself, well, last week, she and this other sister probably got into a spot. I asked her, when did this happen? She began to count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I thought she was going to say eight days ago. But she answered, it will be, it will be eight years ago next Tuesday. Wow. <laughs> I had such a look of astonishment on my face that she quickly answered, Now don't misunderstand me. I've forgiven her, all right. But I never will forget how the old devil treated me. Without thinking, I answered, Sister, you are a bald-faced liar. You haven't forgiven. You haven't forgiven her. If you had forgiven her, you would have forgotten it and you wouldn't be over here telling me about it. You see, when we walk in the light of the word, then we can enjoy all the benefits thereof. But to walk in the light of the word, you have to walk in love and forgiveness. The Bible says, And above all these things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover multitude of sins. 1 Peter 4 verse 8 This sister said she had forgiven the other woman, but she wasn't walking in the light of what the word says about love and forgiveness. If she had, she would have covered it over with love and forgotten about it. Unforgiveness, a hindrance to faith and prayer. There is something else we need to see about how love and forgiveness works together. Unforgiveness, the lack of forgiveness, is one hindrance to prayer that Jesus mentioned. Mark eleven twenty three to 25 for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand in prayer, Forgive, if ye have ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. A lot of times, people take this verse out of context and make them say something they don't say and try to make them work. But you see, there are some conditions involved in getting Mark 11:23 and 24 to work. Did you ever notice that many of the promises of God are conditional? You see, the blessings of God don't just fall on us like ripe cherries off a tree. You have your part to play. You're responsible in the matter. When Jesus tells us in Mark 11, 23 and 24 that we can have what we say, we all rejoice and are thrilled with those truths. And we should be. But do you know that is not all Jesus said about answered prayers? Mark 11:23 and 24 do not present the whole story on the subject of faith. For example, in Galatians 5 verse 6, the Bible has something else to say about faith. 
and it says that faith only works by love. Galatians 5 verse 6 For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availed anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. So you won't be able to get your faith to work if you're not walking in the love and forgiveness. I don't care how many biblical confessions you make or how scriptural they are, your faith won't work without the God kind of love. You can make all confessions you want, but they won't work for you unless you forgive. You can get up every morning and go through your list, take out time at noon to speak fake confessions and even get up in the middle of the night and repeat the same confessions and your faith won't work for you unless you walk in love. You can even quote your confessions like that for a hundred years, but your faith will not work in the atmosphere of unforgiveness. You see, believing you have your petition and confession, your faith with your mouth is only a part of effective faith and receiving answers to prayers. In fact, Mark 11:23 and 24 won't work without Mark 11:25. And when ye stand in praying, forgive. Why won't they work without Mark 11:25? Because faith won't work without love, and love forgives. Notice that 25 begins with the word and. The word and is a conjunction. It joins what Jesus just finished saying to what he's about to say. Notice what Jesus had said in Mark 11:25. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye ask when ye pray. Jesus is talking about prayer and he is talking about how to make your faith effectual. In verse 25, Jesus said, When ye stand praying, if ye have oath against any, forgive. When you pray, forgive. Why did Jesus say that? Because Jesus knows that if we have an air of unforgiveness about us, our prayers wouldn't be effectual. Faith only works by love. Galatians 5 verse 6. Love forgives because God is love and God forgives. Now, if Jesus had said, when you stand praying, you'll have your petition, we would all have it made. But he didn't stop there. He said that when we stand praying, we have to do something. What do we have to do? Forgive. If we ought against anyone, we have to forgive. Prayer and faith wouldn't work when there is an air of unforgiveness about you. And unforgiveness is what has so many people stained in their faith and their prayer life. Can you see that? Faith in your prayer life won't work unless you are a forgiven person. So when you stand praying, forgive. In fact, have you ever thought about it? Sometimes it takes faith just to forgive. But it will hinder your prayer if you don't forgive. We preach a lot about forgiveness and hear a lot about forgiving others. But some way or another, we just don't practice it the way the Bible said it. And when you really begin to study what the Bible has to say about forgiveness, you will really get into details about the subject. It's also shocking what God has to say about it. For example, let's look at the parable Jesus gave the disciples. Peter had just asked Jesus how many times he had to forgive his brother. 
Jesus said, until 70 times 7. You can find this in Matthew 18 verse 22. Then to illustrate that point, Jesus told his disciple this parable. Matthew 18, 23 to 35. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him ten thousand talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife and children, and all that he had, and payments to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosened him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid his hand on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest me. And the fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he will not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what he has done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, because thou desired me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as had Peter thee? And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also to you, if ye from your heart forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Notice that this master called his servant wicked. Why did he call him wicked? Just because he wasn't willing to forgive. Now, there is no use in getting into a discussion on what's more wicked or less wicked. I mean, if it is wicked, we don't want to have anything to do with it. If it is wicked, it doesn't belong to us and we don't have any business with it. Also notice something else in this scripture. Compassion and forgiveness go hand in hand. You can find this in verse 33. Whether you realize it or not, a lack of compassion and unwillingness to forgive others are things that hinder us from receiving from God and from going spiritually. Unforgiveness would hinder us from being what God wants us to be and from being who God wants us to be. God tells us exactly what he thinks about unforgiveness. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your heart forgive not one his brother their trespasses. Hello there. I trust you had a wonderful time listening. Do join me again next time as we continue on this love adventure. I pray that God's love will continue to find expression in and through you. I am Eunice. Enjoy the rest of your day.